Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Goth-ass musicals. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Sweeney Todd, the, the, the seaman harbor of Sweeps Week. <laughs> Of Skeet Street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, made popular by the movie Jersey Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Seaman Harbor. <laughs> uh, this is all wrong. This is the tale of an ordinary man who had everything. Parker's name was Benjamin Parker. Until a man of power stole his freedom, destroyed his family, and banished him. May the Lord have mercy on your soul. For life. And in his sorrow, a new man was born. We did this wrong, Dave. We did this wrong. But it's too late. It's, it's too late to start over. It's too late. You remember that? How they performed Sweetie Todd and Jersey Girl? No. I've never seen oh. Jersey Girl. Oh, that's probably fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's okay. Why um, on earth would I have seen this? This is a Kevin Smith movie with J Lo and Ben Affleck. Will Smith's in it. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, listen, well, this isn't about that. Uh, this is about another movie by Tim Burton, and I want to thank Harris and Millie. Harris thank you. and Millie, thank you so much for uh, 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 you know being the producer of this podcast to watch this Tim Burton movie that is. Uh, a little, little problematic Timmy, these little Timmy days. Timothy Burt, yeah. Burt, Burt, Burtson. Timothy Burtson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um, a little, little, um, a little I problematic. Mean, there's some, you know. Let's say unfortunate casting. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know at the time, or maybe Tim Burton. <laughs> Wait, who knows? Is there um, is there some or just the one? Is it just the one? I it's think it's just, just the one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp uh, throwing a lady into fire doesn't doesn't go down smooth. Blazing hot take. It doesn't hurt the movie that much because Sweeney Todd is the bad guy. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, well, it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know going back and watching movies like Seven. It's a whole it's a whole conversation to be had, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, it's. It's definitely. I think it's a case by case thing. Honestly, for the that I think so. I I actually I don't want to like, I don't want to stake a permanent claim into that. But right now, yeah, my, I'm thinking it's a case by case thing. Yeah, with a movie like this. So this is my like, personal view on it. it just uh, real real quick, you you've just to touch on your example of seven seven. I think oh yeah, I, you know because he's John Doe. Kevin Spacey plays right. Shadow. American well, Beauty, however, never watching no, that again. <laughs> no, never. Because well, there's different levels, right? There's, right. I, there's I don't a lot know of things wrong money. with American Beauty. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how much money is you know is getting to these people by watching old movies. I certainly won't watch like a new movie with them uh, because Probably to not. me that's a bigger that's a bigger statement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also the emotional impact, which is what we're talking about, which is like. You know, like, honestly, I probably would have never watched this movie again if it were. No, I, uh, and I, I probably won't after this, even though I do. I did really like this movie and revisiting it for this episode. I do still like it, but right. I, I'm probably not going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. My personal view beyond like whether or not it's it's actually financially supporting the people is that it's just hard. It's hard. Uh, right. It's it, difficult it, that, because for a movie like this and seven, I own the like I own the blu-rays already so it's not right. like it's not like i'm slipping dimes into kevin spacey's pocket when i throw my disc in the player for sure but um, uh, uh yeah, yeah and i just mean emotionally it's just like i don't know if i don't really want to see these people's Exa- faces sometimes yeah, exactly uh, yeah. The, yeah the emotional thing is more like is yeah um that that but that's not what this is about we're no. gonna just talk about this movie um yeah we're just getting the depth stuff out of the way up front <laughs> so yeah uh uh this is when was this made? Like 2007. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton. It is the most Tim Burton movie. It is like it's ext- almost like well, a parody. Here's is sort of Tim Burton's not normally this violent. That's true. Like Tim Burton's really loves the gothic look, but like his movies tend to be m- not as cruel and not like this is the darkest movie I think he's done. Yeah, so let's let's talk about how we like this movie. I mm-hmm. so I didn't care for this movie that much when it came out, mm-hmm. uh, and I've sort of figured out why watching it this time. I've only seen it the two times. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I really liked this movie when it came out. Um, I'm into mm-hmm. musicals. I'm into Tim Burton. At the time, I was into Johnny Depp. Um, right. I like the cast. You know, it's Helena Bonham Carter who, who is killing yeah. it in this. She's so good. She's um, so good. Alan Rickman is good. He's not in it much, but he plays, you know, he plays a good bad guy. He's Hans Gruber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's Alan Rickman. Timothy Spall is even, you know, I mean, he's always good, but he gets to play a real slimy uh, yes. bad guy character in this that he doesn't normally get to play. He doesn't normally get to play heavies. He's usually like kind of the henchman that gets like yelled at and stuff thrown at him. But in this movie is the right. Beatle. He's like an actual leg breaker. So that was an interesting role to see him in and um uh sasha baron cohen as the the fake italian barber <laughs> i think there's some really smart casting with him yeah i i so this is the thing about this movie is that i don't think it's a bad movie um i think it does some really smart things uh the character structure is very good and some of that might be the fact that it's based off a musical like right, I, it's based th- off a sondheim musical and yeah there's a thing with this where i'm like i can't I don't know who to point fingers at, you know what I mean? Where it's like, some things worked, some things do- didn't for me, and I don't know what's Tim Burton, what's the musical, what's the original story, mm-hmm. so I'm not really gonna guess with that. But, like, the character structure, um, for the most part, I think is, again, very smart. There's certain things with, like, okay, you need, uh, you have this, the the young kid, like, with the connection to uh, the daughter, yeah, uh, and that thread that was that uh, sort of links him to the villain. So we find the villain early. Um, mm-hmm. We have Sweeney Todd playing like the bitter old version, um, needing revenge, like all these like kind of tears. Uh, um, and then with um, Borat there, 
they I think that was really smart casting because at the time you used to see a clown, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the scene where he like shows up and his accent changes and he's kind of insidious and you're like, right, he can act. Mm-hmm. But like people at the time didn't probably know that. So it's just like a very smart way to use him. What yeah, were you going to say? You going to say something? Oh, uh, I'll fast forward to what I was going to say earlier, but I just to uh, agree with what you're saying about casting Sasha Baron Cohen. It's like, it's almost stunt casting, but it's because it plays with what people at the time in 2007, uh, at least most American audiences would associate him with is like Borat. Um, So the turn, it works a whole lot more. um, Yes. I I don't want to say more better, but it just, it just works so much better uh, when you, when people are expecting him to just continue being a clown and then he turns into kind of this intimidating character. Yeah, you're right. Right. And that like that spy show wasn't out yet. So we didn't know, we just didn't know how much he could act, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, And so like audiences, at least I don't know how much he had done. And, and what I was going to say earlier is the, uh, the young guy, the sailor character that has the connection with Joanna, Sweeney Todd's daughter, is um, yeah. Vecna from Stranger Things. That's where I know him from. <laughs> I forget the actor's name right now. but um, He's one of my issues with this movie. Is really? Because, well, so, all right. Movie, uh, so just some more compliments here. Um, I love the look, the set design, mm-hmm. the costumes. It looks, I love it. Yeah. This yeah. this got a few uh, some some attention during awards season. Um, and yeah. I remember best actor for Johnny Depp, which he obviously right. he didn't win. But you know what would have been cool? What's if that? Tim Burton fucking lit it. If I could see it, it is because really dark. Is, it's it, gray. It's almost a black and white film. Yeah, and that was my first issue. Is I was like, this the camera work is great. It's just the lighting. I was just like, what the fuck? Light the movie. Uh, could you please like because everything looks good except it's gray Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be yeah even when you like up the brightness on your tv it's still pretty tricky to see and all yeah yeah, and it is just kind of this flat gray like every scene almost with you know the exception of the actual baking room which is lit to look like hell right (laughs) yes there's a few parts where they actually show color but it's very rare and i i honestly i know that's intentional but i just don't like it yeah i don't (laughs) think it yeah i'll agree with that it's a little much like it's i think it works in sleepy hollow he does a similar thing in sleepy hollow but sleepy hollow is not lit the same way i was gonna say sleepy hollow for some reason feels more vibrant I'd have to watch it again, but this just feels like you just turn down the contrast and darkness, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just kind of muted uh, in a way that I just I don't think looks very good. And um, I think part of that is from this is from the perspective of a villain, yeah. which is kind of other another issue I have. And this is again where it's like ah, this is probably also the play, which is like. I don't really care for the plot or the people in it. And I think that the people it's trying to tell kind of a moral tale. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem is everybody, nobody is acting like a human. If that makes sense. Like it's not, there's no lesson to be learned here because it's about something so abstract and cartoonish uh, that I'm just sort of like, 
I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, you, you look at a movie like Old Boy, which is another movie about revenge, right? Mm-hmm. And that movie kind of says something, right? Where it's it's being like, look how cool this revenge story is. And then at the end, you realize, like, oh, it wasn't cool at all. Uh, it, in fact, was uh, very yeah, uncool well, yeah, I think <laughs> and this, humiliating. I think this movie says the exact same thing. Yeah, but the problem I have with it is that at no point am I on Sweeney Todd's side. Um, and he's not getting revenge by killing a bunch of strangers. He, no, he's just, um, a, he's, a, he's just a maniac at that point. Right, and he's always a maniac is right. kind of my issue. And so it's for me, it's, it doesn't start in a way that makes me go, oh yeah, I'm on this guy's side. Uh, he is, uh, what happened to him was terrible. Yeah. Um, but even that's a little cartoonish. Like his memory is that he's in the market and he literally just gets like Alan Rickman points to him and he gets grabbed and then Alan Rickman just kind of swoops in and takes his yeah, place. Yeah. And it's like, huh. I think you have to take that as one being adapted from a, a stage production is that's you know they have to be very very yeah. efficient that's probably pretty close to what it looked like and two it's you can also kind of think of it as just the efficiency of his dream and not, yes. and and the restructuring of his dream and maybe you know obviously it, it it didn't all happen like that but you know it's it's when you when you rip not his dream i'm sorry his memory when you remember things you cut out a lot of details and you truncate stuff and you know right but yeah, but it never, it, just objectively, it is kind of funny that he just yeah. points. <laughs> it is, and these yeah, dudes I know it's come out of be, nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I know it's supposed to be kind of an abridged dream for sure, it's an, but it's, it's, an, just, it's, an, it's, it's an like abstract. a cartoon. It's an abstract. Yeah. It's its memory. But it just sort of, <clears throat> what it is to me is it's all black and white. People are either pure or wicked in this, uh, and there's very little in between, it feels like. Uh, and there's very little message uh, because well, of that. I think you pointed this out earlier. You said something that kind of stuck in my brain uh, when you said that there's sort of like different tiers of characters. Mm -hmm. And I think what this movie kind of does by breaking all these characters up into pretty simple, um, you know, two dimensional, you know, with the exception of the two leads. But um, right. they're, they're sort of like breaking up the more nuanced uh, characteristics that you might have in a single character, I guess. Um, so it's like, I feel like by seeing, what was that? Whatever his name was, Anthony, the young guy, Anthony and Joanna's story kind of reminds you what the actual stakes are. And like, I guess because of Anthony and Joanna's connection to, uh, Sweeney Todd and to, um, Judge Turpin, you still are more obviously more sympathetic for Sweeney Todd, even though he's, he is the villain. Right. Um, and I think having those two characters there, that constant thread kind of keeps touching you back to, Oh, right. Remember this tragedy that happened to this guy. And it's like, you're through those characters, you're seeing the two different ways he could sort of, um, correct the injustice that was done to him. Right. Like yeah. he should, he should be helping Anthony break Joanna out of that house and get them out of London. Right. And he becomes so obsessed with revenge that he throws them under the bus. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I get that. I think that, so I, I, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like I said, like it, I get, I get what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's just that Johnny Depp or Sweeney Todd rather starts at, at a fucking 11. Um, again, like he never, 
There's just some weird stuff they're trying to. I would say I would say he starts at a nine because there is yeah. an, there is an escalation to his behavior. Right. There's a turn, yeah. which is his decision to kill people, just kill which is very yeah. abrupt. Um, and it's just there's parts where I'm like, I'm not sure what the movie wants me to think about him. Like when he when he goes against Borat and Borat is like mean to the boy and he's like smug. Um, I guess having known the movie and if you watch the trailer, you would have known I'm, he, it's like, well, Sweeney Todd kills people. So Borat is still the better person. <laughs> Uh, and the movie feels like it's trying to be like, look out, isn't it great that he's showing up Borat? Uh, and I, I'm like, well, you know, Borat is like mean to that kid, but later Sweeney Todd's going to try to kill the kid. So it's like mm-hmm. ultimately, and I know. <laughs> so does uh, Mrs. Lovett. So does Helena Bob yeah. Carter. <laughs> yeah. And I know the, like the, what the movie's trying to do is I think we want to be on his side at first, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. But he's just such an asshole from the start um like he's an asshole to helen bottom carter uh he's he's extremely uh, you know nihilist his his song is about how everything sucks um yeah he's a real so, lord. yeah he is and so like it just it, like it, he, get, he gets off the boat in london like london's just a piss pass full of shit right. it's like all right man I, calm down i save, also save, think save it for fucking live journal all right right sorry. No, no, it's true. I also think there needs to be some nuance with uh, Joanna and Vecna there. Mm-hmm. Um, because, so, like, I don't, first of all, I don't think, it, it feels like most of the characters, because they are two-dimensional, don't have that much agency. I would argue the no. judge. The judge, they want us to think he's, like, really sharp, but if he was so sharp... He's a you'd fool think, in this yeah, movie. You'd, you'd think he'd realize that he's going to the barber shop of the guy who he stole the wife of like you'd think you'd remember that guy doesn't recognize him like and i know it's supposed to be hubris but it's like yeah yeah it's it's he's got yeah exactly it's hubris he doesn't think he could be in any danger or that anybody could possibly outsmart him right but then it doesn't it doesn't make him formidable you know not really no he's not his his formidability is just in his position which doesn't really come into play too much except right what we see in the flashback of of when he just takes throws him in jail and takes his wife um and like the threat of menace against joanna where he's like oh, to keep her safe from these ghouls i'm going to marry her myself it's like oh right. cool that's not creepy yeah that's you're not you're not you being raised real. this child alan rickman character <laughs> poor alan rickman yeah being um, a real snape yeah, um, but so so yeah. that that's that's a dynamic I was thinking about because I was like, what if they made Alan Rickman's character like really good to Joanna, uh, even though he absolutely did something terrible, like Mask Zorro? Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other dynamic is uh, so Vecna. Uh, what's the character's name? Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. His his love story with Joanna. I think an issue I had with it is it's not it's not that pure, and what I mean by that. Is that um, <laughs> no? <laughs> Joanna just needs to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Uh, and so this guy shows up out her window, and his first song is "I Will Steal You." Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's rolling with it. At no point do I feel like I know if Joanna actually likes this guy, because it's literally just her only hope to escape. Uh, and that's all he is throughout. And he is extremely like it's this thing where like everybody's sort of coveting this girl and they don't really 
make a a point of that. And I kind of think they needed to. Uh, like, this is what I mean, where it's like, I, I feel like it's circling ideas or lessons mm -hmm. that don't really play out. Right. It seems to be the... It seems to be more focused with how dark it is rather than, yeah. and, I, and I don't mean literally dark, uh, what Dave was saying earlier, but how, just how cruel and dark and violent and bloody the, the whole production is, which I think, yeah. I mean, I've never seen the stage show. I imagine that was probably a pretty big selling point for it because there's, I mean, I've seen a bunch of theater and there's not much, like, they don't usually get this violent. <laughs> yeah, think, no, the for musicals sure. musicals that I've seen anyway. Um, and so I'm sure it, that when the blood flies, it's shocking when you yeah. see it in a, yeah. But it does seem to kind of be, you know, a little bit like a slasher movie where like the characters are very simple. The story is not, it's not particularly deep. Um, it's really just kind of there to hold together all the, the blood and guts. Because the, yeah. the, blood, the blood and guts in this movie are pretty sweet. And it's trying, <laughs> it's it's all leading to a very cruel thing. Yes. Uh, which is, of course, Sweeney Todd killing his own wife in front of his daughter, which is, a, I, for a revenge film, That's a, it's a great twist. Again, yeah. like, I, I don't it, mind it, it that is, idea. It, it just, is not dissimilar from Old Boy. Right. Except I think Old Boy just did a better job at... Yeah at subverting the genre whereas this doesn't feel like it has much to say it's except for cruelty yeah uh ultimately so like that's all to say that like this movie is beautifully made mm -hmm. uh wonderfully performed uh and and i again a lot of care to the character structure uh but ultimately i'm just like nah <laughs> i don't i don't like it <laughs> Uh, it's it, and it's not a it's not an intellectual reason it's an emotional one for sure yeah it's it is really <laughs> it's not a movie i watched a lot even when i you know before all the johnny depp horseshit came out you know i was right. still just enjoying um this movie and his movies him as an actor um, but yeah. even then it wasn't a movie that i watched a whole lot because it is just such a downer um even though Anthony and Joanna escape, it's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> again, it's like, yeah. It, at what cost? Um, like that's the least they can do. I also do have an issue with the, the story structure mm -hmm. uh, because it takes an hour and 13 minutes. It's, it's lopsided. Yeah. Yep. For him to actually start killing people, uh, building the chair rather uh to go into business and uh, everything up until that point feels stagnant to me because it's all like yeah 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 you'll get revenge and it's all kind like, of yeah. in the same room too we spend like yeah. 45 minutes i think just in the the pie shop and his barber shop um it really feels like circling it, like three or four scenes in a row just take place in the same location i i i, I felt that this time for sure where you, it's definitely so, so much setup, and then when it when he finally starts building his chair, there's only like thirty minutes of movie left. Right, and it's like I thought this was the inciting incident. Um, it's yeah, because that that is my memory of the movie was like, oh yeah, surely this. Uh, you know, they don't they don't uh, land on the on the story's hook, which is a serial killer barber slashes up his victims and then his 
baker neighbor below him cooks them into pies. Like that's the hook of Sweeney Todd. We don't yeah. get to that until over an hour into the movie. <laughs> right. And again, that turn is really tough. Cause so like, also I blame him. He, he's going to, he's there to shave Alan Rickman and he's like right about to slit his throat and the kid walks in and I was just like, do it, man. Just like, he's still there. When they, I like, I like the song. I like the duet, but and, yeah. you know, and I understand how musicals work, um, you know, yeah. but it is funny that like this guy who he's just been lusting for revenge after for so long, finally sits down in his barber chair, totally alone. He's got a razor to his throat. And then Alan Rickman starts going like, and then they start like, and like Johnny Depp's like whistling. And then they're like singing this song. It's like, dude, fucking stab him. Cut his head off. Like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Yeah. And like that makes him go, I'm going to kill everyone. And I still don't really understand that turn. Honestly, it's, it's it's quick it's quick and this is uh, this is kind of a problem with musicals sometimes because a lot of the exposition is sung Isn't and, song, and yeah. you, you can easily miss it um but alan rickman basically says um i'm never coming back here because anthony bursts and he's like oh you keep this guy who was leering at my ward only i get to leer at my, leer at my ward <laughs> um so he's like, i can see what kind of cu- company you keep will keep their custom because you'll get no more of mine and he storms up but then he also says he's keeping joanna locked up um and is gonna you know not let anyone see her ever and, and keep her under lock and key forever. So Sweeney Todd takes that as, okay, so he's never coming back here. So I'm not going to get my revenge and he's locking Joanna up. So I, there's no way I'm ever going to see her again. So at that point he's like, fuck it. I've lost everything. I might as well murder everyone in London. I agree. Right. It's a jump, but that's I like the it... reason they give for it. Right. Yes, that is the reason. And it, it just like, it wasn't enough. It wasn't yeah, enough. It, well, it I happens guess. so quickly. Like it's yeah. it's like a couple of lines, and it's just like fuck it, let's go. It's like wow, right. how did we get here? Yeah, and honestly, he was, like he wasn't he wasn't a bad guy before he went to jail. At least not that they show us. <laughs> See, that's the thing is if they showed that he was hardened, that he was kind of uh, uh, already leaning that way in some way before that moment, it would have been helpful. I think. Uh, like Sweeney Todd, the character, this is what I mean by like, it, it doesn't work quite as a parable because he's not relatable. No, um, he's a, yeah, he's a maniac. Yeah. It's not like, watch, it's a slippery slope. Don't, don't create an it's, elaborate barber's chair and slip people's throats. Like, like a lot of people do because it'll cost you, I you think, know, like it's like, yeah. it's so unrelatable what he's doing that it's just like at the end when he gets his throat slit and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what that would happen. Yeah. He went on a murder rampage. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Um, I think some of that might have to do with um, before this was a stage play. This is like an old story. I don't know if it was like a true crime story or like a supposedly true crime story or anything, but it was like this kind of like folk tale almost. I guess uh, yeah. sort of like so he was sort of like an an infamous murderer from like uh english fiction history uh or, mm-hmm. or so it, it was like setting out to make a musical about sweeney todd it would be like kind of like setting out to make a musical about jack the ripper right uh, so they have Where you're to, like you're trying to sympathize with him like you're that's try- the weird part right you're trying to retroactively find a, a beginning for this character where you could possibly get the audience on his side even for a bit 
Right. Um, so it, it, it's like reverse engineering um, a sympathetic backstory. You know, it's like the um, Maleficent Disney movie or something. Um, yeah. So I think that I think that might be part uh, partly to blame for the the shakiness of Sweeney Todd's motivation because the story began with a character who's just a murderer. Right. Like, it's, it's like, well, how do we get him right. to the and point like, where he's just murdering do? people? A musical about like someone growing up in a terrible situation where yeah. they're like, killing animals and being abused and then they become a serial killer. Yeah. Like, no, you need you need to give them like some dramatic motivation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in this case, it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing to swing, you know. Um, and again, like it's not. You know, there are weirder movies about. Yeah, more terrible or just as terrible main characters. There's just something about the tone of this that it just sort of I find it jarring and like a little pointless in the end uh, is the thing where it's like if he is supposed to re- be reflecting this young kid who's in love with his daughter uh, like you know they sort of play like they're kind of representing him and his wife before it all went bad or something like that Um then it just it, it I don't know like uh, I say something with that I guess um, because he is not he is not like he doesn't represent like the bitter husk like like if the idea is like what love can do to a person right mm-hmm. um, the problem is love doesn't tend to make people build an elaborate serial killer chair and dump people in a basement so it's just so abstract ultimately. Uh, that it's not. I don't know. I di- I didn't get much out of it. Well, yeah. There's uh, also should... there's also like the the meat pies and like the right. hook the hook of the movie doesn't ultimately have much to do with the movie because it really like they go through him mur- being a crazy murderer, just murdering random people, and her Mrs. Lovett cooking them up into pies. They go through that in a single medley. Like that's like six minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like it's yes. really just a story about six characters. And uh, the the fact that he's murdering other people and she's making them into pies is super, super incidental. Right. And also her character, as well played as she is, also is doesn't make much sense. She's, um, she's, she's also she bad. Makes, she's also a bad yeah. person. She's the most convincing, I would say, um, of the characters. But that's, I think, because Helena Bonham Carter is playing her so yeah, well. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, but, this. like, it starts with her running the shitty pie shop and, like, complaining. And, like, since the pie shop is bad, she doesn't care how she makes the pies. And I'm like, well, what came first there, Helena Bottom Carter? Like, maybe just clean up the bugs in your pie shop. I don't know. Um, she knows her pies are shitty. She doesn't care. And then and then uh, she's, like, really latched on to Sweeney Todd from the start. She's, like, obsessive. There's uh, a very quick line in the the duet that they do um, where she says she knows who he is. She's like, she knows he's yes, actually yeah, Benjamin Barker. And she says, I always, she, she had a crush on him from afar for a long time before he yes. went away to prison. So that, I think that's why she yeah. ma- like works because she plays it well as like, it's like, she's a member of the Manson family before Manson even showed up. You right. Know? And you can see every decision she makes is gently manipulating him into yeah. uh, choosing to start a life with her. Yes. Uh, and the thing that you have to kind of, the hump that you have to get by is she's also a sociopath who doesn't right. care 
You, you have to... About human life. Right. You have to sort of... I guess you don't need to recognize it from the start, but by the end, you should definitely recognize that she is also a villain in this movie. Uh, and right. does... Every decision she makes is very selfish, so... You know, you know what it was one of the notes I had that I What's wonder that? if would have been interesting is if in the third act, you just follow the kid and it becomes like a slasher movie. Where it's like I think it's a slasher movie from beginning to end. Oh yeah, but you know what I mean. Where it's like suddenly you realize, like, oh, the kid is the protagonist, and he's trying to get the fuck away from them. Uh, And I know you'd you'd have to lose a lot of the story for that, but you know what I mean. Where it's like, I think just there needed to be something interesting in the third act for me to like change the perspective in in a way, Um, because I just you know watching a slasher movie from the slasher's perspective. Uh, it gets repetitive, I guess, after a while. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It does. Um, I do think like that never occurred to me before. Um, the this this viewing and doing this episode that this is basically just a musical slasher film. Yeah, yeah, it is more clear that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's hard when there's like very little people to root for. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you just you, you have like three sympathetic characters. Right, but the main characters, the characters we spend the most time with, <laughs> they're are all just, they're all rotten. They're like, all rotten and they live a rotten life and they're in this pit of like despair. Yeah. Uh like you said, it's all in one room and it's just like watching Sweeney Todd just like brood in this shitty room and I'm just like, I don't want to be here for this. Yep. Singing to his <laughs> knives. Yeah, give me some protagonists, uh, I guess. Uh, because it's not him and it never is him. Um, I do want to talk about the music because yeah, the music ranges from very good to, I absolutely hate it. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I remember off mic, like when we were talking about recording this episode, I told you that I was never really a fan of the music and that's still true, but yeah. it's like an interesting thing where it's like, I, I like the music and listening to it um, in this movie, it's every time I watch it, like I'm reminded, Oh, it's like really cool. It's, it's, it's complicated. It does some complicated things that are really uh, impressive and interesting. It's just, there's not really any, like there's no um, music of the night. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no like memory. Uh, There's no, there's no like song that I would actually listen to on my own removed from the film. Right. There's a couple of songs that get stuck in my head. And those are the ones that I'm like, okay, I guess those are good songs Mm -hmm. because I can't, I, but there's a lot of like that sing talking and a lot of like, let's rhyme the same word with itself. Uh, a lot like I, I, I'm not a music guy, so I don't, I can't appreciate on that level. So to me as like just a a dumb fuck, uh, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I don't know. You're just talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just talking while the music does something else in the background. Like it felt like the music is like itself isn't in line with the singing sometimes. And I just thought like a lot of choruses are just them like repeating the word beautiful over and over again and shit like that. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I could write this. I could write it, Tom. <laughs> I could write these songs. I, yeah, but um, you could. Yeah. I couldn't perform them, but like, <laughs> that's what i mean where there's some songs where i'm just like ah, oh, this is a pr- this is a good good song but there's others where i just felt like ah, you phoned it in you phoned it in for this one 
Yeah, I don't I don't get that. I it, there's some of the songs are kind of hard to follow because a lot of yeah. the cleverness of of the songs is they'll do um I don't know enough musical theory to get the, the terms thing, right. Where one of them singing one thing, one of them singing a different harmony, even like a different, yeah. uh, and uh, it's at a different. Um, yeah, they'll they'll be like dueling um, layered right. vocals, and they're not going necessarily. They're doing something that is kind of an odd rhythm. Um, yeah, they're giving they're giving the captions AI a panic attack. Yeah, is what they're doing. Uh, yeah, where yeah, you can't have exposition in your songs that way because it's like I'm sorry, I can't hear either. Right, of you. Like, I can't follow this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's really, I mean, obviously it's Stephen Sondheim, but um, I do uh, appreciate, respect, and enjoy the music while I'm watching the movie. There's just no, this isn't one of this isn't a musical where I like love the music. It's not like Les Misérables. Right. Like Les Misérables, yeah. I can sit and just fucking listen to that shit. A lot of it um, is just get all yeah, weepy it, and boohooey in my bed, Dave. Right, but yeah, this is not that. A no. lot of this is just it's not my thing. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Which is like, there's some good craftsmanship here, but I don't find the story particularly. Uh, like, I find the, the idea compelling, but the the actual plot that happens, I didn't find that compelling. Um, mm-hmm. The music, yeah, there's like some parts that I like, but I like I just wish. There was more nuance. Like I said, like the judge, if he was actually good to his daughter, like I, I don't know why I think that's a good idea other than that gives nuance. Like that d- does something interesting, mm-hmm. but everybody is exactly the way you expect them to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody is just as bad or good as they present themselves as. And so Mrs. Lovett's the only enigma really. But yeah. she, she becomes very clear by the end of the movie. Right. But even her first song is I'm feeding people cats and pies and yeah. I run a shitty pie shop and I'm like weird. And like she instantly like lums onto him in a creepy way where it's like, you know, like, uh, I don't know about you, but like she seemed like a villain the moment I saw her, too. <laughs> um, because it's just she doesn't, you know, they do it very quickly when she f- finds Borat's body. She's just like, oh, OK. Right when she realizes that why he killed him, it's a great, it's a great line. It's a funny, yeah, it's a funny bit. Like, oh, you did killing somebody. He says you, you've gone. What she said, you've gone barking mad, killing somebody hasn't done you any harm. It's like, well, he he recognized me and tried to blackmail me. Oh well, and that's another thing then. Yeah, (laughs) Carter really (laughs) fucking so great in this. She's she's like clearly the standout in the movie. She really is. Um, um, so it, it's it's a bummer that Johnny Depp got all the award attention. Right. It's So it's wild because him, the person aside, I actually don't think this is a very interesting role. I remember um, like even, yeah, even all at he the does time, is sneer and brood. And, and I'm growl. like, this isn't. Yeah. Like it's I remember at the time uh, when this came out and, you know, he got his nomination. I was, you know, it was before a lot of the really bad stuff about him had come out. I just knew that he was an alcoholic. Um, so I was still a, a big Johnny Depp fan. And even at that time, I thought his nomination for this movie was weird. Right. Because it's just like <laughs> the character again, he doesn't, not much happens. It's, like, it's uh, not like, I mean, he's not bad, but it's like, it's not really a, 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 a mind blowing performance or anything. Right. Which is why I go back to why this feels like a Tim Burton parody. Cause it's like Johnny Depp with fucked up hair uh slitting throats and it's like this just feels like it, it just you know and then helen the bottom carter's there with fucked up hair 
uh it just it's it feels so like uh baseline tim burton uh and especially the character of sweeney todd like helen bottom carter is uh, as you said the most complex a character gets and mm-hmm. she definitely gets the best the meatiest role um and so yeah it is wild to me that people would recognize johnny depp for this performance and again it has nothing to do with his performance just the character is just me yeah and, uh, and his, i want to kill people yeah and his performance is good but it's not like particularly impressive or or right. you know mind-blowing None of, like we said yeah again and alan rickman is the judge like again he does a great job but he just plays villain i am villain yeah. man it's pretty standard stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah, there was one it's, scene it's not, that I was it's like, not a, "It's not a, it's not I didn't. I don't want to say it's not particularly impressive. That sounds a little too harsh, more harsh than I mean. It's not a standout performance, right? There's a scene where he he sentences a kid to be hung by the neck, and it's so it's supposed to be like cartoonishly, cartoonishly evil. cruel, yeah. And that's the thing where like so the most compelling scene with him to me was when he first takes in uh, what's his fuck, and he's talking to him, and I love the conversation is like, "Did you not?" think i heard you singing about stealing my ward yeah. in the alleyway you get the fuck out of here at her, you were sir. yes <laughs> you gandered at you're her belting you're belting it out yeah. um but what i thought at first was that because i had forgotten the movie that he was going to be on alan rickman's good side like he alan rickman wasn't like i thought there was going to be a point where like they're tricking him mm-hmm. um and i and the way he was acting towards him at first before he reveals that was interesting because he seems like kind of a sharp man in that scene. He's good at conversation. And I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to see that. And he's kind of side. It's like a spider. Like he's laying a yes. trap and then springs once he's got Anthony's guard down and it starts to just become weird and sinister. Right. And so I think that's, that was more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So it's things like that. Whereas like, I just, and then he just kind of becomes a evil right, buffoon. Right. The character thereafter is like a fool. Yeah. It's just let he's just led around from scene to scene. It's like, oh, go send like all it takes for Johnny Depp to exact his revenge is he gives their little boy worker, uh, Toby, a letter to to Judge Turp. And it's like, oh, uh, Joanna escaped and we're hiding her out in, in my shop. You should come immediately. That's all it takes. Right. And then he's like, how about a shave? How about a shave and in the middle so of the many... night when I sent you an urgent letter about your right. about your ward slash fiance? Right, and there's a few characters like that. Like, there's little things where, again, it, I know it's heightened reality, but it doesn't work in its favor. Like, I kept thinking, like, why isn't anybody noticing that everybody who goes into this barber shop simply doesn't come out? Yeah. Uh, that's weird. And then, like, yeah, there's multiple characters who are like, I'm here to do an inspection. And he's like, but how about a shave? And he's like, yeah, I could go for that. Yeah, all right, and let's go upstairs ever- and get a shave. <laughs> yeah, everybody has to be really, really, really simple and dumb. And so, like, that first scene with Alan Rickman, it's like sediment in a glass that settles into this very two-dimensional character when it was like very exciting at first and then it, the movie just sort of settles into everybody being very basic yeah uh and so i don't know there's a it, it made it hard for me uh ultimately and how did he yeah, keep this... building a reputation around town if he was carving right. it? Like Who's they, word of mouth? They do show that he doesn't kill everyone because he doesn't kill a guy who's there with his wife and kid. But like, right. if, he, if he only spares the people who come with witnesses, then he's still killing like 80% Most of his people. clientele. I had falsely remembered that they show him... I don't bring witnesses to the barbershop. Right. 
Right. Right. I, I falsely remembered that he he did spare more people, but in in we see him spare exactly one person. And it's just a guy with his family. Cause I thought that was part of the scheme. It's like, don't kill everybody, just kill some. Uh but no, he's just fucking killing everybody. At least what um, they show us in the montage. Like Yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah. Uh it's it's just uh, again, it's supposed to be heightened reality. It's kind of just a cartoon, you know, ultimately. Yeah. It really um, it really is just blood and guts. Like it it's that's yeah. the hook of the movie is this macabre uh pairing between this uh a, a pie maker and a and a, and a the demon barber. Um right. so it's it's that's the appeal of this movie is that it's a musical about a a serial killer who makes meat pies out of his victims. Yeah. Um, I just wish there yeah. was something cuz it's 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 simple like a parable, like like a fable. Um where it's like a heightened reality, but fables and parables have clear messages too. And well, like, I think, this didn't feel I, like it. I think the message is clear. It's just not, it's just very basic and it's not particularly original. It's just, right. uh, you know, they, they sort of, from the beginning, you know, we, Anthony and, and Sweeney Todd are sailing into London and we hear that Anthony pulled him out of the ocean. So it, it begins right. with Anthony is going the path of, saving people or uplifting people and whereas sweeney todd's approach is destroying the things that wronged him um and so we see them continue to go their separate ways throughout the movie until you know obviously sweeney todd's path of just destroying everything in his path to get what he thinks is justice ends up ruining things that he cared about whereas if he had just stuck with what anthony was doing they would have busted his daughter out and he would probably be living happy right but um, that's and, yeah and, that, but it's, it is it, it's, it is stone cold basic but it is yeah it, it's i do think it's clear it's just it's not clear it's just very it's, very basic yeah you're right it's it's basically bad things are bad and good things are right good, yeah right? like <laughs> right. if you act bad bad things happen and if you have good the problem is it's in a it's wrapped in a package that only adults can see uh, because it's very R. Right. It is an extremely childish theme. It's like the theme of every superhero movie is like, oh, learning how to control your power. It's like, all right. Yeah, like, yeah I get it. That's not like as universal as you think seem to think it is. Right. <laughs> but it's yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It doesn't need to be. It, it, I, I, I don't think I think that aspect of it is probably you know they knew it you know they were i yeah, think they set out to make a gothic horror musical yeah i think on stage that's probably more impressive than in a movie right, because it, it's more i think it's more of an outlier in musical yeah. theater uh there's lots of movies with stories storylines and blood and guts like this there's not as many big musicals like this right um i do think i i get tired of the revenge theme this this movie's theme specifically too because it's so childish and like the superhero uh, example I gave, it's just there as an excuse to do the thing that we're supposed to be shaking our finger at. Right. Like we're, it's like, it's the only reason this movie has a theme of revenge is bad is so we can spend two hours watching this guy take violent, bloody revenge on people. Um, yeah. That's, and you know, again it's 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 unless you're doing something that really is subversive like old boy where you get to the like this movie is tragic but you still like 
yeah, he still should have stabbed the fuck out of Judge Turpin. Fuck that guy. Right. I guess but, that's why I was saying, like, what if they made him more of a dimensional character? What if he was yeah. nicer to Joanna? Because it's like, of course, like, there's no question about killing Alan Rickman. He's yeah. bad. He's a fucking through. ghoul. And he's about to right. force her to marry him. Right. You don't even need to want revenge. No. You can just look at him and go, that man needs to be if shot you, in the street. Right. If you took, like, if you just randomly polled a group of people, it's like, hey, should you shoot this ghoul? Uh, (laughs) for all the stuff that we see him do, uh, like 80 to 90% of them would be like, yeah, shoot that guy. Right. So like, (laughs) it would have been cool to do a version where like no one around Sweeney Todd or no one around the judge's family sees why he would want to get revenge against him. You know, um, I think that would have been interesting where it's like in order to get revenge, he has to be an overt monster Mm -hmm. to Joanna. Uh, which they do kind of make him end up being, but for different reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. I just think there's, there's this story itself could have been nuanced in a way that I think would have made it more interesting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't don't think I have anything else left to say about it. Uh, I want my one other note is God, I've said this before old being in the past sucked. Yeah. They have a shave off in the street and people are like, yes, and this it draws is the best thing that's happened this it month. It draws a crowd, yeah. Watching a shave off sucks. Sucks. Yeah, fucking old timey <laughs> London sucks ass. Yeah. The, the old really days sucks. are bullshit. <laughs> really is. Where they're like, that shaving cream is the nicest thing I've smelled yeah, uh, in my ever. entire life. Yeah. Like fucking uh, Timothy Spall says he's using am, am what is it? Uh, ambergris ambergris as as a yeah. cologne and that's like fucking whale puke yeah but it does it is a common cologne i believe yeah they did used to make perfume out of it but yeah just but think yeah, of just like they used to make whale perfume out of fucking whale vomit right exactly it's all yeah it just sucks back then it's just it garbage it's trash Dave. in a way so he needs a hero because he's taking Honestly, them all yeah, out of this he's, world he's releasing he's giving them a sweet release from living in this hellish world like right. if i was alive in this time i would bury myself and wait for the future mm-hmm, exactly i would entomb myself like dracula yep and wait yeah, for 1993 even if the world exploded that's better than this my entire body itches everything itches and smells terrible mm-hmm. fuck this place <laughs> it's garbage yeah <laughs> uh you all can right just you can just buy a child from the workhouse yeah that's yeah. how that's how sasha baron cohen gets toby yeah he just had he, he just, just gets bought him kid. from the workhouse yep. <laughs> not a great time the hell are we doing Right. That sucks for that kid. Imagine getting Borat to buy you and he's no fun. He's no fun. Yeah. And then you think you have quasi mom and and Helena Bonham Carter and then that falls through. Then you have to cut a man's throat. Now what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. I do do like that ending where he's like cradling his dead wife or whatever and doing the reprise of of, um, one of the songs and the the toby the kid crawls out of the grate and walks up behind him i remember seeing this for the first time and seeing the look on that kid's face and be like oh yeah that that kid's putting you on ice man you're not that that (laughs) i enjoyed that that kid's like you know what i'm gonna end this yeah fuck this guy (laughs) yeah this sucks this situation sick of you and your singing and your skunk hair yeah you 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 you're yeah you need to go 
You killed that nice lady that made me gin pies and pies. And gin, yeah. Until she tried to kill me. Yep. Uh, yeah, I sang kid's... her a song about how I was going to keep her safe. Man, fuck you, man. Cuts right. his throat. I would say that kid's different now, or like, uh, but I think he's on par with most of the children. Right. In world. Was, his life has not been easy up to this point. Right. He's going to talk to other orphans. They're going to be like, did your boss also feed people uh, to other people and, and make pies? And they're like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, more or less. That's what happened. He's probably Had to slit his throat. I did. <laughs> Had to slit his throat. I did. <laughs> Cut it right open. Yeah. Bleeding everywhere. Um he's not the only orphan he knows that has killed a man. No, of course like, not. This this is this is all oh, this is what the olden days suck. Yeah. Fuck him. This is why. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. <laughs> I got nothing else. <laughs> he's got a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> got a few. Yeah, he's got a couple. Yeah. Uh Good old scrappy. Made orphan. some, you know, it's 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 uh, survival of the fittest in the workhouses, man. He's yeah. Again, it sucked. It sucked bad. Yeah, it was bad. trash. Yeah. All right. Um, Harrison Millie, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, this was this was a fun episode. I enjoyed talking about Sweeney Todd. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad I checked in with it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Harrison Millie, thank you. They did this through our Patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-o-y unemployed uh along with doing tiers where there's custom we just watch episodes for just five dollars a month you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts on there such as tom and jeff watch batman mm. fox Mulder's a maniac mm. star trek the next futurama mm. Spielboys. Mm. we watch movies with our patrons every friday night yep we do all sorts of things on there there's custom podcasts you can get we have a Discord with a whole community of very kind people, very kind and sexy people. Mm-hmm. So check that out. And absolutely none of them are from the olden days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlyEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap yep. your demon barbering peepers onto that. Yep. We also sell children. But uh, you're going to have to message us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cut that. 